1: Live from San
2: Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's
1: get it on!
3: What's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, three Eastern, Sunday, three Pacific, six Eastern, Saturday mornings with old Jim Valley. 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern. And it is Thursday here on this show. You know what that means. Got a lot to talk about. Last night was AEW Dynamite. And if you recall, I had a prediction about Tony Khan's big announcement. And my prediction was that he was going to announce CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Well, I was half right. He introduced CM Punk which I figured he was going to do because uh, it's going to boost ticket sales. And it did, to a degree, after the announcement yesterday. They sold an extra 500 tickets today. So, uh, well, that was overnight. We'll see how it goes by the end of today. today. But he has been officially announced as showing up on the June 17th edition from the United Center, so, of course, we can talk about that. We've also got Tony Khan talking about the idea of a streaming service, which has been talked about for quite a while. Raw ratings from Monday night, competition from both the NBA and the NHL playoffs, Celtics Heat game, 12 million viewers, show held up all right, we got those numbers here for you, and more on the AEW Fight Forever video game. Obviously yesterday was also the follow-up to Double or Nothing with the AEW Dynamite show, so of course at the end of the show today we'll do the world famous dynamite report as they follow it up on the pay-per-view and we are slowly planting the seeds for whatever is coming down the road we should have time for text messages today you never know but if we do the phone number four two five seven eight zero seven five six six brian at wrestlingobserver.com at brian alvarez on twitter at sempervivi at sports byline usa and more Back in a moment, Observer Live.
4: cascade platinum plus i would pre-rinse all my dishes because my old detergent just wouldn't get them clean but now i do dishes differently a no pre-wash no re-wash money back guaranteed kind of different because cascade platinum plus has double the grease fighting power of dawn built right in with twice the scrubbing power giving me a clean that lets me break all the dish rules i just scrape load and i'm done yep (laughs) so clean with cascade platinum plus i dare to dish differently
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. CM Punk's turn to AEW officially confirmed. Tony Khan announced on Wednesday's Dynamite, the former two-time AEW champion will make his return, first episode of Collision. That's to premiere Saturday, June 17th on TNT from the United Center. He has not been on television, obviously, since Brawl Out. But now he's back. And uh, Tony's announcement, he goes, he was just like, On the first episode of Collision will be CM Punk! That was the announcement. And then, first there's the big pop. Then there's the booze. And then there's, like, you know, both sides trying to drown each other out. Just like the Internet, dude. So, anyway, he's uh he's back. It was a very, very mixed reaction. And uh, I'm sure it'll be almost 100% cheers in Chicago. What it will be the following week? I don't know. I guess we'll see. But you can see that it's it's very much like life online, you know? There's a bunch of people that are so excited he's coming back. And there are a bunch of people that are furious he's coming back. And uh, it might actually make for some real fun TV shows if we get that uh, that John Cena deal with both sides trying to shout the other down because they believe they're right. So uh, he's back. And then, uh, obviously, the United Center. Uh, I believed yesterday that they were going to announce that he was back. And I had actually advocated yesterday that they announced that he was going to be facing Uh, Samoa Joe, because you know I don't think there's a lot of people that didn't know that he was going to be there. And, you know, if you haven't bought your tickets already, you know, how many people were unaware he was going to be there? Now they're going to buy tickets because he's there. But I do think that you can really get a big rush of tickets if you announce that he's going to be involved in a dream match. So according to WrestleTix, as of this morning, they've got uh, 7,428 tickets out. It is currently set up for 86.98, but obviously, you know, if all of a sudden 5,000 people decide they want to go, they can open up more sections. But uh, last night, from last night until 10.50 a.m. Pacific, so 1.50 a.m. Eastern, they moved 500 tickets with the announcement of CM Punk. So I think that we need a big match announced. I guess we'll find out if we get that next week.
5: I think we will get that next week. Well, first of all, thanks, guys. Now, I think we're going to, need to get that next week because. Who are you thinking? I think announcing. I think announcing CM Punk. Yes, I I I believe that to be the case, Brian. Announcing CM Punk last night was obviously the right thing to do. But as I mentioned yesterday, let's see. Hey, announce him. Let's see what tickets move. I don't know what they had in mind or what they were hoping for, but okay, you move five hundred. Now you know next week okay if you are expecting a thousand we better announce Samoa Joe and maybe we announce something else you only have two dynamites that lead into this show so i think you Make the announcement for sure with Samoa Joe. Maybe you add on something else. You've announced that Thunder Rosa is going to be there or you have a match for Miro set up already or something like that. And then go ahead and really obviously push it hard on the 14th and do whatever you can to try to get more people in the building if things truly do stall out after this point.
3: Well, I will say that if they move 500 overnight for Punk, I don't think Thunder Rosa and uh miro well
5: no i mean to, to be we honest we need with a you, match well w- but i'm already saying yes you do have the match but you may want to add something else some sort of and i don't know what surprises you can throw out there i'm throwing out that stuff about miro and maybe you have a Pac returns or something like that i mean whatever you have to pull out of your hat you know would probably be a good idea to do it
3: person says why punk versus joe any reason other than it's an old rivalry not sure if i missed something Well, Punk apparently wants Joe as his first feud. And, yeah, you could announce, you know, CM Punk will be facing Kip Sabian. And if you moved 500 for CM Punk's announcement, if you would have added Kip Sabian last night, it would have been the same 500. You need a big match. What's a big match? CM Punk, Chris Jericho. CM Punk, MJF. CM Punk, Samoa Joe. I mean, if you're an AEW fan and you are a fan of CM Punk, Then, yeah, you're going to be interested in seeing Joe versus Punk. What would it be? Four? I think it'd be four now. But, uh, you know, you need, you need something that is a ticket selling match. And CM Punk versus a random person is, uh, is not going to be a ticket selling match. It's got to be like a big match.
5: Yeah, and this is, look, you're also going into something where you haven't had a feud leading into this match with CM Punk. So you have a one-off match that's glossy that, yeah, you could build something off of it if you wanted to. But if this is just a one-off for collision, you know, it really is the right match to have as opposed to CM Punk against somebody else, you know, as the one-off. And also, CM Punk's been out a long time. And who is he familiar with? You know, I'm sure there's a short list of people that he, you know, is going to feel really comfortable in there with, and Samoa Joe and he, again, I don't know how much they've corresponded or been in the ring with each other behind the scenes or working out or any of that sort of stuff, but he seems like, to me, one of those perfect guys for a guy like CM Punk to come back and try to ease himself back into the ring with.
3: This person says, will Punk even wrestle?" I don't know what Punk's going to do on the first show, but my point is this. It is a new show on a new day. And everybody has seen Rampage, and you need to tell these people it ain't Rampage; it's a dynamite show. It's got big stars in big matches. Yeah, Uh, you know, are we wasting Punk and Joe, bro? You ain't wasting anything on that first show. No, no. If you want to do a pay-per-view caliber two-hour show and throw every single solitary match that you could put on pay-per-view on this show for the first one, fine. You have to establish the new show. In the new time slot as an A show. And having just a two-hour rampage where CM Punk makes an appearance, that will not work. This needs to be a dynamite. In fact, this needs to be more than a dynamite level card. This needs to be beyond a real good edition of dynamite. This needs to be a big, big show on this debut.
5: It needs to be special. You want the debut to be special. Even if everybody that's already watching are going to be the only people that watch, you can't treat it that way if you're them. You have got to treat it like it's a big deal. New eyeballs, new night, new show. Let's go because we want you to make this part of your Saturday routine throughout the summertime and then throughout the fall where it's really going to get tough. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just the first one, although the first one matters. It really is going to be consistently making sure that this show is getting the eyeballs that it needs to get.
3: While there's still no new information on launching a streaming service, Tony Khan revealed there is interest in supporting a focus channel that is free to the public. He spoke to Variety, said there are opportunities to put together a free ad-supported television channel. Fast channels are fast-becoming hot currency, with major technological companies getting behind them. He said, as we build a great library of historical content, it presents more and more opportunities for a potential fast entry. Regarding a future with domestic streaming, he said it was a decision he would need to make in part with WBD. And he talked about being bullish about international business, saying as the landscape changes, we can expand AW streaming revenue multiple times over. Guys, you know, remember when uh, uh, TNA, like, totally sucked before it got sold and and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And it was like, nobody watches this show. Nobody buys the pay-per-views. Like, how in God's name is this thing in business other than, you know, losing tons of money? And the answer was, they they did a great job at selling their rights internationally. And they actually made a lot of money off international rights deals. And, you know, there's another one, you know, Wembley. Wembley has got to be A gigantic show. Wembley is not just, hey, you know, well, we already sold all these tickets. We've already made all our money. Uh, Let's just do whatever. It doesn't matter. No, actually, it does matter. Because the point of Wembley is to gain a foothold throughout all of Europe. And you want that show to do big money. You want to run tours there. You want to open up merchandising and licensing opportunities there. You want to get television deals there. There is so much money to be made internationally, as we have seen from WWE and Saudi, that that that's the point of Wembley. So yeah, these shows got to be big, everybody. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
1: that's 800 278 1738.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. We're do the Dynamite Report in the next segment. So if you want to send text, do it now. 42571. Wait a second. 425 780. 7566. It's 425 780 7566. Whatever you want to talk about. I'll read whatever I wanna. The Raw show on Monday. Competition from the NBA and the NHL playoffs. 1.61 million viewers. Lowest number the show has done since football season ended. 0.52 0.52 in 18 to 49. The Celtics heat game. I always laugh. This game did a uh, 4.24 in 18 to 49 and a 3.79 in 18 to 34, which will be among the largest numbers anything on cable will do this year outside of NFL. You ever notice that when I uh when I talk about the competition that AEW faces, people get really angry and call about it? When I talk about it raw, no one says anything. Why is that? Huh? What's
5: because
3: wrong with you, you people? Listen, you only listen to what you want to hear? What's wrong with you numbskulls? hmm Do you realize how big four point two four in eighteen to forty nine is?
5: Huh? Well, guess clearly guess what, they buddy? don't. If that annoys you now, just wait until Wednesday, when the Heat are playing Denver in what is what what would that be? Game three at that point. So lucky it's not a game four, you know, or or a deciding game or something like that. But something they're going to have to deal with, and we're all going to have to deal with till it's over.
3: First hour, one point six four million viewers. It is daylight. Is it standard time? Whatever the heck it is. Second hour savings. Second hour always does better. One point seven. You know, because people stay out longer. They play outside. Then they come in and watch hour two. Not like when it's dark and you just come in and watch wrestling at eight. Who wants to watch wrestling at eight when it's nice out? And then the third hour, 1.5 million viewers. So honestly, you know.
5: Well, the sun goes down, you know, different times. Don't different
3: start places. this one again, so, dude. You look like a fool last time. I didn't look like a fool. You look like a fool. I yeah. am.
5: You're the guy who can't figure out if we're on standard or daylight, you know, savings time, and because it's, it you know, doesn't shoot. matter. But
3: you know what was funny? You know, I was <laughs> yeah. in Vegas, uh-huh. yeah, Pacific time, yeah, and uh, it was it was dark at eight. Uh-huh. Mm, that's weird. Then I Isn't flew it? home, also Pacific time, north, and it was dark at nine. That's mm-hmm. really weird how that happened. That is really bizarre. Isn't it I was told that doesn't happen, but you know what? I was there. Mm-hmm. I actually saw it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Anyway yeah aw has announced bonus content sorry i don't understand the curvature of the earth and the way that it spins i and, just like how you turn that
5: conversation like you know it was about like you know ordinances and cities and you my watch was not wrong into, like You're daylight wrong. savings about saying oh, who cares let's go <laughs> yeah
3: this guy claimed the issue was with my watch no it wasn't i know exactly what time it is Your everyone else did too today. everybody else did too Gotta Who, watch on Vegas pays for early sunset so people can go gamble more. I might buy that one.
5: <laughs> no, come on. Because, <laughs> I mean, there is an Eiffel Tower there and also a pyramid uh, and a why are, I cannot believe that you were so shocked about that, that there was an Eiffel Tower. Like, you've never heard of the Paris before? When was Even I shocked Vegas? that there was an Eiffel
3: Tower there? What are you talking about?
5: You. on the? There's an Eiffel Tower outside my window on the first Wrestling Observer radio you did. Like, you were shocked to see it for the first time. Like you didn't know was what was there. What are you talking about? I've been going to Vegas since I was, like, 17. I, I know. That's the point.
3: I've always known there was a Paris there. I was surprised to see a giant black globe. That wasn't there last time. They have a big round ball on the Strip now. You know what else they have on the Strip? What does it represent? You know what really sucked? What's that? About Vegas. What? I don't like to complain about places I go. <laughs> Ed? But, well, he sucked, too. But, <laughs> see, the thing was, right where we were staying, they were doing all of this road work, okay? Why? Well, apparently they're going to have this this race gimmick, you know, like NASCAR or whatever, where they're going to, the F1, they're going to race around the strip. They're not going to shut the strip down so these blokes can race around the strip, okay? Yeah. So they got to like they're they're redoing all of the roads cuz you know if there's a pothole someone dies. And uh so like it was impossible to to get anywhere. And then, you know, it was the day I had to go home and I'm all uh oh man, you know, I'm ready to go. And you know, of course I went to the shops at Crystal to see what I could buy. And then it's, you know I got to get to the airport. So they have a they have a ride share area, okay? So I go down there. I got plenty of time. And I I call for an Uber. And this bloke cannot figure out where I'm at. And I'm just just watching the thing. And this dude is like, he's just going around in circles. And the circles keep getting bigger. Like 25 minutes later, this bloke just gives up. I'm like, dude, I'm going to miss this flight. So I'm going, I'm in the middle of asking them where the taxi line is. And then, you know, it connects me to another guy. I'm like, okay, well, two nerds can't, you know, screw this up. And so I, I accept it, and I'm watching it, and, you know, it's the thing. Two minutes left. Two minutes left. Two minutes left. Four minutes left. Six minutes left. I'm like, where is this guy going? And then finally, he just messaged me. He goes, I just can't get in there. And he also gave up. So at that point, I'm just sprinting with my backpack on, and I had to go and you know, try to get a cab. Which, funny thing is, like, the cab had no he had no problem getting in and out. Unlike this Uber driver. But the thing with Uber is, like, you know how you get an yeah, Uber. That's pro,
5: that's why. You know you get an
3: Uber, and then, you know, you, uh, you can give him a five-star and a tip and everything like that. Well, if that guy can't find you, and you miss your airplane almost, and he just gives up on you, they don't let you go in and go, dude, this guy's one star. He couldn't find the pickup area at the Crystal in Vegas. Come on.
5: And yeah, there's Ops, no, no option the there for six
3: stars either, Dave, or seven. It's zero to five. That's it. Mm-mm-mm. Even if Maybe Osprey is driving give- that Uber, you can only give it five stars. You wear that?
5: I'm going to give up talking because we'll just keep talking. Is it me. Friday? Right. What's happening here? Jesus, I'm you. <laughs> uh yes everybody you can report that that brian uh, does not like big black balls in vegas that can be a report
3: well man they're just right there on the strip what does that thing represent
5: it's just one it's a ball place just sitting there it's a place called the. what is it like the big black orb like what? what it's is it like called place? the globe
3: or something like that
5: but it's not a globe it's just and a- then
3: here's the other one they're tearing down the tropicana because they're going to build like a uh, like a uh,
5: baseball stadium or something Oh, yeah, the A's, yeah. On the Strip. Well, <laughs> that, that's still got to happen first. It's that's like Vegas, it
3: you know, the Strip is not inconvenient <laughs> enough. Well, Let's oh. let's have an F1 race in the middle of it and then build a, a baseball. That's what's going to really solve this problem with, you know, all these issues on the Strip. <laughs> and then I come home and I'm looking in the news because I like to follow the news. And uh, there's yeah. this giant story about how, you know, wanton violence on this trip all Memorial Day weekend. And they've got all these videos of this wanton violence and how, how horrible it was. And I'm sitting there thinking, I was there all weekend. I didn't see one fight. I was on this trip the whole weekend. I didn't see one fight. Because you were hanging out with Nick Diaz. But the news is like, oh, my God, there were so many horrible
5: brawls. And look at this footage of this guy getting beaten. And I'm like, where was that guy at? Going to the sweet party, hopefully. Well not hopefully. I'm sorry. It's uh hopefully everybody made it to the sweet party okay. Hopefully yeah, everybody, everybody made, made it to the sweet it. party. Hopefully Especially uh Vinny's okay.
3: Vinny's biggest fan who was so plastered at 9:20, okay? This the party started at, the party Pacific started Daylight at 9, time. okay? It was dark Pacific. out by the way. The party started at 9. He was there at 9:20 and he was six sheets to the wind. <laughs> to the point where the first thing he did was he came up and he hugged me. That should tell you something right there. And, uh, and then he just kept drinking. He kept oh, drinking oh.
5: and drinking. I don't know. What, do, what does John in Memphis drink? Moonshine! No. Yes. He brought his own? He drank straight moonshine. Was it, wait, it wasn't flavored? It wasn't like this apple pie cinnamon? It was straight? Oh, I'm sure there's probably some
3: flavoring in it, but it's oh, still moonshine. Oh, so. God. Yeah. he wasn't. Whew. He wasn't doing so well.
5: By the way, thank you, producer uh, John, for letting me know that it was the sphere. It's a concert venue, bro. Yeah,
3: the sphere. That's what I said. No, it's not. A sphere is a ball. Oh, man. don't, Don't tell me I have to explain this to you now. A sphere. The sun is a sphere and a ball and a sun. All of these things. You're a ball. Should I just try and go all the way to the break, or should we read at least one text message?
5: Nah, well, do we have any good ones?
3: Yeah, Lance We'd says... we be
5: been coasting for the last 40 minutes, so. Lance says
3: you're breaking the rule of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. this this didn't stay in Vegas, dude. No. <laughs> no. All right, oh, fine. Oh, man. I, I can read one, I guess.
5: Hopefully Lance enjoys Memphis. You know, there's no walnut crunch uh, Tim Horton's donuts in oh, Memphis. Oh, yeah, who wants, a, who the
3: nuts a, who wants a, a donut with walnuts in it? Mm. You
1: know yeah, what happened? Damien's,
3: maybe. When you have a donut that has nuts in it, what happened was something went wrong in the process of making that donut. What are you talking about? Yeah, it means they 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 you know they go uh this this thing was uh made in a facility that also handles nuts. You ever seen that? Yeah? Yeah, well that's what happened to that donut. It was it was made in a place that also handles nuts and accidentally fell into the donut. And then, you know, they find a sucker like Lance they're like, we got a special Tim Horton. It's a donut with nuts in it. He's like, oh, that sounds great. And he eats it. That's how they, that's how they handle that. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, Dynamite after the break. Observer Live.
6: This is Ron Barr. I've got a great suggestion for you. Father's Day is coming up, and if you really want to give him something I know he'll like, give him the Omaha Steaks Dads Want Steaks package. I guarantee he'll say, wow, this is great. Your dad doesn't need another electronic gadget. Just visit omahasteaks.com, type in sports in the search bar, and order the Dads Want Steaks package, and also get $30 off. Your gift package includes smoky, tender, bacon-wrapped filet mignons, boneless pork chops, gourmet jumbo franks, and boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, you'll get delicious caramel apple tarts. Trust me, I've had them all, and your dad will love them too, and it's a Father's Day gift you and your dad will always remember. From experience, I can tell you, Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. So surprise your dad with something both of you can enjoy and never forget. That's OmahaSteaks.com, keyword sports. It's the ultimate Father's
0: Day gift.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Tom,
3: I here supposed to be talking sports on Sports Byline. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He's ignoring me. you would be nice if you did. It'd be nice. It All right, be. let's talk about uh, this AEW Dynamite show, which had a lot going on in the fallout of this uh, this deal. Bandito and the Lucha Bros versus Moxley, Yuta, and Claudio. And they had an excellent opening match. And uh, the highlight was, uh, it was actually a highlight for everybody except for Claudio. As Bandito did a legitimate, I know Dave said it wasn't really 60, but I counted. A legitimate 60 second delayed vertical suplex. And he did it with one arm because his other arm was having the people count. And then after 60 completely insane out uh, seconds, he dropped him right on Claudio's head. So uh, everybody is all right. Did
5: you show your father a picture of Bandito's outfit? I did not. Oh, come on. But it's based on a very
3: famous character. He did not just decide he was going to be an insect on this show. So the uh, win, uh, Yuda jumping knee on Bandito, elbow after elbow, hit the seatbelt, pinned him. And so, you uh, know, I'm thinking there's a decent chance next week that Swerve beats Orange for the international title. But if not, I mean, they're clearly setting up Wheeler-Uda for something because he got the big win at the uh, Anarchy match, and he got the big win here. I mean, same thing with Adam Cole. He's beaten Chris Jericho twice in uh, four days or whatever. So I think that he is clearly uh, next in line for MJF. But this was a good match. It uh,
5: makes him look good going into Japan, too, for Dominion on the 4th.
3: Speaking of Dominion, Nick Matt, and the Hangman are backstage. And uh, they're asked about Kenny Omega. And the gist of this is Alex Marvez heard he went back to Canada. And Hangman said, well, he is hurt. And he did leave the country. But he's not in Canada. So I fully expect him to show up at Dominion. Or the storyline is he's he's off to uh, recruit Okada and Ibushi or whoever they end up recruiting.
5: Well, and that's the thing, too. I think for a lot of fans, if he shows up at Dominion, it may be in a different persona because he's going after Will Ospreay and it's going to lead towards Forbidden Doors. So you may not get what you want on that Dominion show. You're probably going to have to wait for AEW TV.
3: They also had a, a moment there where, uh, you know, Hangman's doing his promo, and he goes, yeah, you beat us, everything, but we're still standing! And so Matt tries to stand, but he can't because his foot hurts.
5: That was good. Comedy. That was good.
3: Jay White and Juice Robinson did a promo, which was a good promo, and they end up challenging FTR. And so uh, they uh end up with Juice punching Dax with a roll of quarters. They double-team Cash. Ricky Starks runs down to make the save starts challenges jay to a match next week on dynamite my guess is the third member of bullet club gold whoever that might be is going to show up so then we can do a six-person match and ultimately we will do jay and juice versus ftr for the tag team titles tony khan announced cm punk we had this was this was like one of those matches that they rarely do but this this was it it was just trent big bill and swerve in a three-way now granted the winner was going to get a shot at Orange Cassidy's title. But I, I couldn't figure out why they randomly chose these three guys. Did I miss something somewhere? Why it was these three? But anyway, uh, Swerve ended up wiping out Bill with a stomp from the post of the apron. Pinned Trent after Trent had been chokeslammed into the ring. So Swerve gets the international title next week.
5: It was based off the Battle Royal, wasn't it?
3: What, the last last three besides the winner? Something like Is that. Is that what it was? All right. Battle Royal finalists. All right. We had a great little interview with Chris Statlander about her title win. It was a pre-tape. Then Renee interviews the acclaimed and daddy ass. And the acclaimed, I don't know what's going on here. But the acclaimed talked about, well, first Billy said, man, I'm sorry I lost. I let down the people I love. Then they give him a big pep talk. Don't blame yourself. We were undefeated in six mans till we hit this house of black. Bones says, you know what, we've been champions before, we want gold again, but quite frankly, this man, this legend, Billy Gunn, he deserves gold one more time. We know you're disappointed, Billy, but we love you, and in fact, everyone loves the acclaimed. So, I don't know, are like they going to turn on Billy? Is Billy going to turn on them? Billy going to join the House of Black?
5: I, I look, I don't want the acclaimed to go dirty. You know, that's the only thing. And maybe there it doesn't matter, but I think right now, with the type of attention and the crowd reaction and all that stuff, I would keep them baby faces. Look, Billy, if you want to phase him out, have the guns do it. Have him get back with his kids again, and then he can kind of go off TV that way, and you can have the acclaimed and the guns because. Now that they've worked with each other, I think, you know, this time around, they had a couple of matches, It's you know, it should be better. So I'm good with this, and they need to build build up the tag team division anyway.
3: Well, you know, another thing to remember is uh, people have forgotten this because, you know, some people got so mad about FTR and, and, uh, and uh, the Young Bucks and everything like that, but, you know, when the Young Bucks won the titles last summer, they were never supposed to win those tag team titles. That was never a plan. The Hardys... We're supposed to win those tag team titles because, in fact, Tony wanted to give the Hardys one last title run. So this story may just be that they want Billy to have one last title run and they're going to win the six-man titles. That may be all this is about. Or there could be a turn coming. Then we had an incredible segment with Don Callis and Takeshita. And this guy came out and you know who he was? He was Dom Callis. That's who he was. He got incredible heat, and he tried to talk, and then he got even more heat. And every time he said anything about Kenny, they booed even harder. He said that uh, he had lost a nephew, but he'd gained a son. Takeshita was the best athlete he'd ever seen. Better than Ricky Dozan, Inoki, Maeda, Muto, and Okada. And he said he's better than Kenny Omega. And Takeshita cuts a promo in Japanese, vows to destroy the elite. Kallis says he's going to build a new family, so there will be more. Cut the elite out of AEW.
5: Charles Manson had a family, too. You see what that got him? That's
3: what his family's going to be, because he's a despicable, horrible person.
5: Hey, look, he's not Gary Hart. No offense, Don Callis, or should I say, Dom? Brother, he may end
3: up better than Gary Hart. No. Yeah.
5: Let's let's not go that far, but you know, some people
3: do end up better than people from the past.
5: Yeah, but he won't end up better than Gary Hart. Stop that sort of nonsense. But it's a nice template. It's a very nice template to go by.
3: I think that we should uh, wait three years, and then we'll have a poll. Is this horrible man, Don Callis? Better than Gary Hart. Gary Hart job. was
5: never running around with red shirt security on Impact, pal. You'll find that out very soon when That's... you go through these shows. Anyway, Arn Anderson, Wardlow promo. Hey, stop it.
3: Darby and Orange versus Toa Leone and Bishop Khan. God dang, this Man. match was yes. awesome. Yes, these are two big, mean brothers and two skinny, small brothers. Who were banged up already going in. And boy, did these big guys give these little guys the beating of a lifetime. And then, you know, somehow Orange made a comeback with his hands in his pockets against two men, and they made it practically realistic because he's just avoiding them, and they ran into each other and everything. (laughs) And then finally, Orange wipes out Toa with a dive. Darby hits the coffin drop, gets the pin. This match was great. And then the heels go after him, and who should make the save but the stinger? And I don't know if Tony Schiavone thinks, like, you know, this is it. It's this summer, and then Sting's gone. But, man, he marked out for Sting like never before. And that's saying something. The return of Sting.
5: You could have given the Gates of Agony a win here because of the situation that that Orange and Darby had, you know, the night before. And I I will say this. I've seen the Gates of Agony against people, and I've thought, "Oh, oh, God, I hope they're not killing the people that they're working with. Man... What I don't care at this point. They are great. It is needed. Like I said, they've needed to build up the tag team division anyway. They are two badasses. No, they are not the Steiners or the Creeds as far as their mat game goes. But as far as like the old Samoan SWAT team, you know, teams like that, that's something they absolutely need. They look fantastic. Follow up on that, please. Well, here's
3: a problem with them winning this match. I absolutely would not beat Darby Allen coming off That's that the pillars and, four-way. And you
5: got something going on with Orange. And yes, if, if yeah. Orange
3: were not facing Swerve next week, they could have beaten them, and then whoever pinned him faces Orange. But they they've already got something next week. But you
5: know what? With Sting coming out at the end, I think you could have done something by beating Darby, by having him survive all of that, and then... Still, have it be because of somebody on the outside, whether it be Nana, swerve or something. I think you could have done it, but yeah, I understand that it may screw up things going forward. But Gates Agony was a big win last night.
3: MJF promo saying that Tony was running out of men for him to face. Tony called out Hook. Out comes La Faction. They go to beat him up. Jungle Boy makes the save. And hey, whatever whatever booing there was over the last few weeks, Jungle Boy was super over. They were very happy to see him coming out to save Hook. They were happy to see the team back together. And, uh, and I think that they should go with these guys as a team. I think they should wrestle multiple times a month. And one of these days, they should win the tag titles down the road. Renee, interview with the Outcasts. Tony's a good heel promo of late. I like that. Then Nyla and Chris Statlander for the TBS title. This was Chris's first legitimate real match since getting hurt. And uh, it was good. Hit the 450 for the pin. And uh, I thought she looked good in this match. People liked it. Good heat. Good first match in this new TBS title run. And then we had Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus Jericho and Soraya. This was a fun main event because they did all sorts of wacky things. And honestly, you know what the hottest feud in AEW right now is? It's actually Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho. Not Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. Not Britt Baker versus Soraya. But man, every time she got in there with Jericho, like on Sunday she got that stick, and she beat the tar out of him with that stick. And then I don't think she has ever come off the top rope before. She's come off the middle rope to do like the uh, Destroyer. She did a couple of matches where she'd done the Destroyer, but she's never come off the top rope. And uh, she starts climbing. Soraya gets knocked to the mat. Jericho goes to cover Soraya. And Britt comes off with a splash onto both of them. If I found out that Jericho broke his back on that spot, I would not be surprised. She crushed
5: him. How much do you think she weighs? God. My it's not God. how much
3: she weighs. It's how she landed on the guy. Right on his low back. <laughs> and he falls down. Ah! And so, you know, every time the women got in there against each other, the place went nuts. And uh, and then, unfortunately, Suri almost killed her with that rampage. God, she dropped her right on her noggin with that rampage. And somehow Britt lived. She might actually be the toughest person in this company. If you look at all of the injuries that she's had over the last That's three fair. years. I'd so she survived that. having her neck broken into eight spots. And she gets up. They hit super kicks all around. Cole tags in. He hit the boom. The crowd chanted for the boom he got the pin they popped for that so uh obviously the idea behind this match was to try to rehab adam cole after sunday and uh you know the crowd liked the finish so we'll see what happens but that's two wins over jericho in a week so i think cole and mjf for the title is going to be next at some point
5: absolutely absolutely and The one thing, because I thought it was a very good show, you know, the one thing when it comes to Jericho's character, though, is, again, you lit a guy on fire backstage who apparently works for the company, and that's like an NXT moment. It gets forgotten about and doesn't even get brought up last night.
3: Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
4: now,
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295.
4: Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you?
2: Listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike SemperVivi also WrestlingObserver.com. We also have Rampage on Friday. The show was taped. But honestly, I I don't remember the spoilers, so uh if you think I'm revealing them by reading the matches, I don't know what to tell you.
5: I think the real question is, what time does it come on? Because I believe it is back in its normal time slot again, where it will remain.
3: Well, it was hopefully. last week. And, you know, it, they got back to their normal time slot this week, and it didn't do like a blow-away number or anything like that. So I think you gotta, you got to remind people of the normal time slot by doing a show like this. We have got Vikingo defending the AAA mega title against Drillistico and Commander in a three-way. Mm. that sounds like it might not be too bad pretty good katsuyori shibata will defend the ring of honor television title against lee moriarty Ooh. new japan strong women's champion willow nightingale will defend that title against emmy sakura and the new japan television champion zach saber jr defends that title against action andretti so the TV title from New Japan, the Strong Women's title from New Japan, the Ring of Honor TV title, and the AAA Mega title, all being defended on the same show on Friday.
5: All that sounds good too. Yeah. It, it really does. No complaints out of me, people. are, Yeah, Zack Saber Jr. action Andretti. Hey, look, they believe in action Andretti. I think that fireball was a mistimed one as far as doing that whole thing over again. But you know, as far as what they think about Andretti in and his future. Man, Zack Sabre Jr. is a great guy to go in the ring with and learn some stuff.
3: Out of time, everybody. Back tonight with the Brian and Vinny Show. 9 Pacific, midnight Eastern. Video.f4wonline.com. And you know what? It'll be streaming on Twitch as well for our uh, Twitch homies because we didn't do that for the pay-per-view this week. So uh, that's 9 Pacific, midnight Eastern. And uh, that's it. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.